and I very quickly found this whole world that I did not even know existed in our own city. Welcome back to the Everyday Gospel Podcast. Today we are listening to Derek's interview with Travis Trice. After listening to their conversation, I can see that Travis is dedicated. Not just his family, but his job with World Relief. And with World Relief, together they are bringing the gospel outside of the church walls into the city of Jacksonville. Hello friends, this is Derek Scott um, here for another episode of the Everyday Gospel Podcast. I am here with a good friend of mine, Travis Trice. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing good. Thanks did for I having say me, your Derek. last name correctly? You though? did. You did. Okay. First try. That's, uh, impressive. that's cool. That, Trice, this is our... Trice, just Trice. Really? Yeah, I get, I get all the different variations, but yeah. <laughs> our growing friendship right here. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying your last name correctly. You know, I was number one on Google for a number of years, and then Travis Trice from Michigan State decided to play basketball. And he, he has uh, taken the first three pages of Google now. So, okay. Yeah, you'll find me somewhere on the bottom, page four or something. <laughs> We're, this podcast episode is going to put you back up there at least to page there two. There we go. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Travis, you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days? Yeah, so um, I work for um, the humanitarian arm of the National Association of Evangelicals uh, called World Relief. Um, Trying to describe who World Relief is, uh, the, the easiest way is to say we're here to empower the local church to serve the most vulnerable, if you mm-hmm. could sum it up all up in one sentence. So we're all about the church, specifically the evangelical church. It's not to say we don't partner with other agencies or entities or even other denominations or religions. Um, we're very inclusive in who we uh, use as volunteers and partner with, but, uh, but our mission is the local church, the evangelical church. Um, we're in, uh, just about every continent, uh, hmm. except for Antarctica. We're not there, <laughs> but one day, yeah, we're, we're in all the other ones though. Yeah. Um, here in North America, specifically the United States, uh, we have about, uh, 25 field offices that focus on, um, primarily refugee resettlement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, uh, we serve international survivors of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Way cool. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, I'm happily married to my wife, Jessica. Um, she, um, she signed the papers in 2008, and uh, <laughs> so we're celebrating 10 years this Fantastic. year. And um, so happy with her. We've got three beautiful kids. Evan, he's six. Juliet is four. And Tobias, we call him Toby, he is one year old. Yep, so uh, that's 50, 60% of my time right there. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you get involved in World Relief? How did you how did you get in into this position? Yeah, it's a neat story. Um, I'll try to give you the abridged version. Um, but don't feel like you uh, need to. You can. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, my testimony really goes back. I'm a PK pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of different phases and changes and ran from God, et cetera, et cetera. I think every PK their story is either I, you know, pursued God 100% or I ran away from God 100% (laughs) in the church, Mm -hmm. um, depending on your experience. Um, but, uh, you know, my experience was both, but I do remember a pivotal moment in my life at the age of 14, went on my first missions trip. We were in Nuevo Laredo, Mexico, and, um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit there. It really Mm -hmm. had a uh, my own encounter with God, not just because of who my parents told me he was, but because of who he told me he was. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really felt a calling on my life then to missions. 
and I've taken it seriously ever since the age of 14. If you're enjoying this episode, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash ccw, where we have more conversations available to you. Fast forward, you know, I went through college, uh, you know, I have a master's degree in Christian counseling and church leadership. I uh, took a job as a youth minister, like any good church worker does, you start in the youth ministry, but mm-hmm. uh, the fine print really means you're going to be doing a lot of other things too. Right. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I worked at a local church here in Jacksonville called Calvary Worship Center. Uh, was under a great pastor there by the name of Paul Johnson, and he just really discipled me and instilled a lot of good practices in me. And um, we had a wonderful youth group, um, and but that calling, I never forgot it. And so I'm always thinking, how can I bring that missional calling into anything I'm doing? So youth ministry, I remembered when I was 14, and that's where I encountered God, and I said, I want that for my students. And so I made, you know, decisions. We're going to go out of the country at least once a year. I'm going to bring you kids into, you know, uh, the nations, the third world countries. And we're going to get out there. And I think it's so critical, even for anyone listening, um, have a chance to see another part of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it's France or wherever, Europe, yeah, that's nice. Australia, New Zealand, these are good places. Canada, Mm -hmm. wonderful. But I really think that developing countries uh, are especially are important places to go and see uh, not just for the cultural reasons but for the um, uh, for, for you know whether it's poverty or persecution I think we need to see these things uh, in other countries because mm. poverty and persecution in the United States versus poverty and persecution in another country whether you're in Guyana or you're in the Middle East, uh, or you're in, uh, you know, Middle Africa, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. In, in Central Asia, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's much different. And I think it's important for us, not just as Americans, but as Christians, as believers, mm-hmm. to see what that means. And so um, so that's what we did. We, we went on a number of trips. And uh, one night I was called to a meeting. It was on a Tuesday night. That's how you know it's something you need to be nervous mm-hmm. about. And... Uh, I think uh, I went in there and I remember all I remember is that some parents were involved too. And um, I thought it was like an intervention or someone had broke something and I was in trouble. Uh, long story short, the, the pastor and parents were just concerned because of the cost. And mm. that's a real issue. in today's short term missions is how much money we're spending to not, re- you know, to do to build a church or to build a community center. Not I'm, not, I'm really listen to me, folks. I'm not downing those things. But, uh, but there is an argument to be made about how effective do those, how, how much kingdom building does that really do? Yeah. And if we're honest with ourselves, some of these trips are really for us to, um, you know, to give us a gospel experience. Um, but, and I'm thankful for short-term trips. That's where I had my encounter. And so that's when I was really forced to look at, you know, what, what ways are there in Jacksonville to show my students, my youth ministry, uh, this this experience that you can only get by getting out. Yeah. You know, but I'm not allowed to get out now. And there is an answer, believe it or not, and that answer was world relief. Hmm. And um, 
you know, I quickly got involved with World, Re World Relief. I uh, actually started as a volunteer, volunteered myself uh, for a little bit, and then I got my youth involved. And I very quickly found this whole world that I did not even know existed in our own mm. city. And this world is a multicultural world. It is uh, not just for immigrants, but for refugees. And, um, and so these are all things I'm learning as I'm volunteering. Yeah. And it's like, you know, these people have these stories that you could base a movie off of. I mean, mm -hmm. they've got incredible stories of survive, surviving uh, war, uh, persecution, um, escaping with their lives. Many of them showing up here without the rest of their family. Mm -hmm. Some of them, they know that they were killed. Some of them don't know where they are at all. Um, you know, very tragic stories. And a lot of these people I'll add are our brothers and sisters in Christ who have been persecuted for their belief. I've seen men and women with scars, physical scars on their body that they've endured as a result of their faith in Christ. Yeah. And to be able to say in Jacksonville that you can drive less than 15 minutes to go and see these people and minister to their needs and welcome them to Jacksonville and just help them with very easy things like learning English, um, how to get around Publix, you know, <laughs> take them to the zoo and the Jaguars game, you know, the first football game, take them to the beach for the first time, you know, um, that's what I get to do. I get wow. to bring that to the churches now. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that, that is what I do now. I'm mm. now the church mobilizer there. Um, I uh, left my position as a youth minister about, oh gosh, it's been about five or six years now. And, um, and I'm now full-time with World Relief uh, doing that.